Hi, welcome to the Belmont Journal, your weekly news show and community update. I'm Emma Thurston, your host this week. Belmont Light was recently recognized by the American Public Power Association with the Smart Energy Provider designation. The SEP's designation, which lasts for two years, recognizes public power utilities for demonstrating leading practices in four key disciplines, smart energy program structure, energy efficiency and distributed energy programs, environmental and sustainability initiatives, and the customer experience. We are one of 67 municipal utilities in the country and five in Massachusetts to earn this designation. Congratulations to all. The new Belmont Veterans Memorial was dedicated on Saturday, November 2nd. Joanna Jubilis was there. One of the things that we all learned in going through the process of planning and building this memorial are the thousands of veterans from Belmont that have unselfishly served their country so that we can live in freedom. To those who paid the ultimate sacrifice, from the Marsh family, who lost two of their sons in the Civil War, to Specialist Jonathan Curtis, and all those in between, we dedicate this memorial. Please enjoy the Belmont Memorial, Veterans Memorial as a place of quiet contemplation, for sacrifice without remembrance is meaningless. I love the location. I walk here a lot around the pond, uh, and I am thrilled with how they've cleaned up around the pond. Now you have the view. I just think it's a pretty spot for anybody who wants to walk, and also a spot for me to come and you know, see John's name, because uh, he's not buried here. He's buried in Knoxville, so I don't really have anywhere to visit locally, and this will be great. I'm glad it got done. I think it's a wonderful thing to um, have all the names of the ones that have didn't come back from the war and the wonderful bricks we could buy in memory of our loved ones or the people that are still living. And I hope people come down and look at it. The Belmont Town Field Tennis and Basketball Courts were officially named Sergeant Edward Teddy Lee Courts in a ceremony on the morning of November 2nd. Joanna Jubilis brings us the story. Sergeant Edward Teddy Lee, as we know, was killed in Vietnam on May 13, 1968. He graduated from high school in 1965, and he enlisted in the U.S. Army. Teddy served his first tour with the 101st Airborne. He was, uh, received two Purple Hearts and a Silver Star that year. Teddy uh, re-enlisted for a second tour, in 1967 that carried him into 1968. And Teddy was certainly a, a warrior in the true sense of the word when you look at his military record and you talk to those that served with him. This day has been a long time coming. Teddy lived here, grew up here. Belmont took care of him. He loved the town. It's just so fitting for him. It's like coming home. And I think that's the most important part. Many people put this together and they worked for four long years to do this. And it's a great day for all of us to share in his 
heroism and his life as a true Belmont kid, real Belmont kid. Thank you. Uh, I always remember him as a, an aggressive warrior. He was a warrior. I mean, we'd come in at a position sometimes at night, last light, and he would walk around and make sure all the Claymore mines were properly placed. The enemy hadn't come in and turned them around on us, which they were prone to do sometimes. Gosh, my brother was down here all the time. This is, I've got many stories of this uh, um, town field where he played. My father umpired here, Teddy played Little League here, played football here. We played tennis on the courts. Uh, Mr. Gifford was our uh, instructor, so this is where we played every day. <laughs> every day we could, we were down here playing. So. Friday, November 1st, the National Association for Armenian Studies and Research celebrated the grand opening of its new headquarters here in Belmont. Belmont Media Center's volunteer, Sharice Zerunian, was on the scene. Research in our rare book, Mardigan Library, come to a very innovative, interesting program, uh, have meetings with colleagues and friends, do that. Look at all these spaces and think of them as your own. It was an honor to create a piece which, in my own small way, is now part of the permanent part of this building. Thanks to Nasser, I and the future generations of scholars and creatives can study and be inspired by our unique artistic legacy and understand its unique importance to world culture. We're here not to be apart from, but part of America, but without abandoning our identity for our destiny. people who will come together to continue NASA's mission. A place where we can bring our children and our grandchildren and their children, if we live that long, to understand the culture and history of our Armenian heritage. Constructing a building is a gift from the past and present to the future. So thank all of you in this room for that gift and I ask you to give yourselves a round of applause.
We're here with Franklin Tucker, editor of the Belmontonian. And Franklin, you had some news about the Belmont Middle and High School Building Project, of which, full disclosure, I'm a member of the building committee, so I have a little bit of an idea of what we're going to be talking about right now. But why don't you fill us in on what happened at last night's meeting? So it uh, was great news from uh, uh, that came out of the meeting, and it is that at 90% of the project design budget, um, uh, the budget's on budget, basically. Hooray. And uh, we don't have to, and you and uh, the design uh, people such as uh, Perkins and Will and, and Skanska, mm -hmm. who is the project designer, um, you don't have to go through what was called the value uh, engineering process, which was a, basically a very hard and uh, process of going through budget by uh, line by line or, or look at bigger pro uh, bigger uh, uh, big ticket items. big ticket yeah. items um, because you know this project has been. Um, uh, has been ha having a problem with a deficit. Uh, back in April, um, at the first uh, design um, uh, um, landmark, basically, yep. uh, uh, it was $30 million. And then back in August, and then this August at 60%, it was at 19. And it was a, a very hard process. And as uh, Bill Lavallo, who is the chairman of the, of the committee, said, they had lost a lot of confidence. And it was a conf not just conf it wasn't they lost confidence in, in the design group. But it was a lot, they just said, how did, how did this get how to did the, we, how, how did we get here? How did we get here? And I think what, when you come to an, at, at this point, at 90%, it really shows that you're on budget, you know where it's going, and it probably won't have, unless there's just a disaster or, or, or large increases of, of, of prices for um, major, pro, uh, major um, uh, materials such right. as steel, um, it should be on budget uh, for, at 100%. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, that's that's where we aim to. It's where we need to be. The budget can't change. <laughs> but right now, they're, they're, but you're also going to be going through an ad. Uh, 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 what is it? The bid alternatives. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. uh, bid alternatives, which means they, you could be seeing some things that were asked uh, that were cut, basically trimmed right. in the value uh, engineering process that could come back. Uh, I think the, <laughs> everybody would like to see tiles come back and and material that that would would enhance the uh, educational process. Right. So it's that also is going to be a process in two weeks where you're going to be talking about you're going to be listing uh, from one to ten basically or one to twelve because there are going to be twelve items. What would you like to see come back if we do have the money? Right. We have to keep those in order. And that, that meeting's uh, November 21st at 7.30 in the morning, mm -hmm. I believe, at the Homer Gallery. So we'll see you there. Yeah, oh, I, I have nothing else to do. <laughs> awesome. And, you know, last night, one of the other things that we saw from the design team uh, was some pictures of the interior. Yes, it's finally, you know, we, we know what the outside looks like, but now right. we got to take a look at the inside. And uh, what really impressed me was how, they, how it was really thought out having a middle school uh, almost branding where you have uh, certain rugs and, and, and material on the walls. And it's very, very nicely thought out and a lot of, a lot of uh, great work. And, uh, and hopefully we'll uh, get to see um, examples of this in this um, segment um, uh, that, uh, that really shows a, a branding, like I said, of uh, both sides, uh, the high school side and the middle school side. Middle school side seems a little dark and, uh, dark and red. So I think it's like, I think middle schoolers will like that, yeah, that combination. Get there, yeah. <laughs> and it has also um, some um, a nice work in, in terms of the athletic uh, department, um, brightening, brightening everything up. It's going to be a, it's already looking very impressive. It is. Yeah, you know, one of the things as a parent that struck me was, um, you know, we love the murals in the, in the high school now. That's right. And, and every time I walk in, I get sad about the thought of them going away. And what did we see last night? It was basically what uh, a very well thought out uh, plan by uh, Perkins and Wills to basically take uh, 
very good photographs of those posters, uh, of those the murals, uh, murals and, and bring those into um, the uh, school at the entrance. So right. it gives a familiarity to, to students who had been to, at the old school, and now they can see that at the new school. And I think that was brought up by uh, the principal of uh, the school, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Isaac Taylor. Yeah. Isaac yeah. Taylor, who said that you know when he went through a building process, uh, he had a new school. Also, he yes. was part of a new school. He said that he wished that they had brought something of that old school into the new school. Right, just to keep that keep that feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, we have such pride in our school, and, and right. the kids love it. And so I was just, it was fabulous to see that last night. So, anything else on the high school? You, you, you the project that you. Uh, you take away from last night, or not much? Um, you know, just it was just it was good news all around. Okay, thank you, Franklin. We'll see you next week. Welcome to this week in the Citizen Herald. We're here today with Joanna Jubilis, the senior multimedia journalist for Belmont Citizen Herald and Wicked Local Belmont, Belmont's online and print news source. Joanna, we have some sad news to share today about a longtime Belmont resident. Yes, I'm sorry to open with sad news, but yeah. Lydia Ogilby was 98 years old and she passed away on November 1st in her home with her 11-year-old poodle Darla by her Aww. side. And for those who may not know Lydia Ogilby, she lived in Belmont for 93 years. Wow. She was active right up until her final days. She was a town meeting member for 53 years. I remember years. I see her at town meeting. 53 yeah. years. I'm sure so they'll be honoring amazing. her. Yeah, I I'm sure so. the yes. town meeting will be honoring her. But she was also on the capital budget committee. She was on the historic district committee. She was on the solid waste disposal study and advisory committees, wow. the library site planning committee. Very, really very dedicated. involved. Yes. And what people also need to know about Lydia, this is very important, her family owns the nine-acre property now known as Belmont Acres Farm, farm. but it's, it's really Richardson Farm is what her, it, it is known to as from her family. Okay. And it's nine acres of farmland that will always be farmland because she, one of her missions in life was to make sure it, would, it could never be developed for anything but farming. Wow. So she really dedicated to yes. that. So open she, space. yeah. So she put what's called an agricultural easement on the land, okay. so that it could only be, ever be used for farming. And then she went a step further, and she made it a historic district. Oh, that's amazing. So that's really, that's preserving it for generations to come for the space. town. That's fantastic. She really loved Belmont, and she called it an oasis in the wilderness. Oh, that's sweet. And she, she really, I mean, she just touched everything in town. She was really a, a, an, a, an incredibly dedicated community member. So Someone her loss all, is, is felt. I would, I would, I aspire to be just like I her. I know. We'll miss her at town meeting for sure. I know. So. Uh, moving on, we also have some mm -hmm. news about the Belmont Savings Bank Foundation and some changes that have happened. Yes, um, we, there, there's changes when, when a new bank takes over, but this is not as a result of that. Um, I, I want to actually, act, well, I should say it is as a result of that mm -hmm. in a way. So I just came from their board meeting this morning, the Belmont Savings Bank Foundation. And because now they are independent since People's United acquired Belmont Savings mm -hmm. Bank, they are now independent. They are changing their mission to be more focused and just focus solely on Belmont. Really? So that means if someone from outside Belmont, like Waltham, Watertown, and the other towns where Belmont Savings Bank used to be located, mm -hmm. if someone from those towns, an organization requests a donation, they, they will not get the donation from the Belmont Savings Bank Foundation. They'll be, um, that 
request will be forwarded to People's United Community Foundation and most likely will be fulfilled by them okay. if it fulfills their mission. Belmont Savings Bank Foundation wants to just focus on projects that are that have a town-wide impact. So not just Belmont organizations, but uh, a donation that will have an impact on the whole town, such as the Veterans Memorial that they donated $100,000 Right, that's right. The Underwood Pool, which they also helped fund significantly. Mm -hmm. Parks, like Joey's Park, Butler, and uh, Pequasset, they've they've funded. So things that have that that will benefit the entire town. It's really just giving back to the community right. as, as a whole for Belmont so instead of very the, specific. That's the big news. Okay, that's but interesting. it's good news for Belmont, I think. It is. That's great. Mm -hmm. Joanna, thank you for coming. You can read about these stories and more in the Belmont Citizen Herald online and in print. Put on your skates because the ice skating season has begun. A way for Belmont youth and the public to enjoy winter. Just want to plug our uh, parks division with Public Works. They start in the middle of the fall prepping the rink, uh, getting it up and going. They've done a terrific job. Um, the ice conditions are pretty good right now. Um, with the, the rink being kind of a three-season rink that we have in town, uh, it's a little bit of a challenge sometimes, but we're fortunate that we have a, a crew that really understands the in intricacies of the rink um, and can get it up and going. So today is uh, the annual icebreaker for Belmont Youth Hockey where we celebrate uh, the opening of the Belmont Rink uh, and the start of the hockey season here in Belmont. Uh, Belmont Youth Hockey runs uh, development programs for uh, younger children. Um, and we have about uh, 160 kids in learning to skate and learning to play hockey uh, across uh, four different levels. Uh, and then we have about uh, 22 teams that play in different leagues. Younger kids who are interested in starting hockey or just learning how to skate, um, we have programs that are just getting underway and registration is open on our website. Um, generally for kids who are going to play in leagues at older age groups, um, we do tryouts and uh, create teams in the spring that start competition uh, early in September. So we're really excited about the new season, we're really excited that uh, we've got ice here in Belmont and we're just super appreciative for all the volunteer coaches and all the volunteer managers and our board members who put the time in to make Belmont Youth Hockey work and uh, all the parents who help uh, make our program work and we're looking forward to a great season. So the public can utilize the rink uh, in a few different ways. We have uh, some public times that are available pretty much every weekend. Uh, public skating, stick and puck, uh, you can view the whole schedule uh, if you'd like to go down and, and enjoy one of those activities uh, on our website. Uh, we do have a few new admission options this year for going down. We have a single uh, day pass. Uh, and we also have uh, the addition of multi-packs this year. Uh, so you can buy a three-person uh, multi-pack right at the rink. Uh, and if you'd like a little bit more uh, usage uh, at once, you can come to the recreation office and purchase uh, a larger multi-pack. If you'd like to have a, a more organized activity at the rink, uh, the Recreation Department does offer uh, some skating programs. We have children's ice skating level uh, lessons from ages uh, 3 up until 12. Uh, beginners are welcome. We're also the home ice for our uh, Belmont High School programs, both the boys and girls hockey program. So it's a great community resource and it's nice that the high school can, um, you know, access it and utilize it uh, for their players. The annual Spelling Bee is one of the main events for the Foundation for Belmont Education. For kids, it's a way to have fun and check their spelling strength. 
Our Chenery Kids talks to one of the participants before the event. Okay, so my name is Stephanie, and I will be on the honeybees for the spelling bee. I wasn't always a good speller, but now I think over the years I've improved. Well, first I looked through the words, and we divided them, um, and we looked through them, and when we were together or with someone else, they read the words, and um, we spelled them on a separate piece of paper. What I did was I learned them by letter. So, for example, I learned the A's and then the B's, the C's, and so on. Um, and once I was done with all of them, I reviewed all of them. Yeah. I feel very confident, except that we're going off list this year, so I'm a little nervous. That after you get all the words on list, correct? Then you, we go off list with words that weren't on the list. Honeybees, the honeybees. Well done, honeybees. The planet needs you. I think that if you want to enter the spelling bee, just know that it's it's fun, and you should do it to have fun. And now here's Jane Peters with our community calendar. Hi, I'm Jane, and this is your community calendar for next week. Join Habitat for one of their volunteer work days on Tuesday from 9.30 to 12.30. Help to remove invasive plant species like buckthorn and bittersweet in order to restore native forests and meadow habitats. Tools are provided, but bring your own gloves, water, snacks, and be sure to dress for the cooler weather. Register on MassAutobahn.org. Transportation Security Administration, or TSA workers Randall Cabal and Matt Flynn will visit the Beach Street Center on Tuesday at 1.15 to share information about the TSA's K-9 team and how they work hard to keep you, your families, and fellow travelers safe. The program features a bag search demonstration with Flynn's K-9 partner, Ranja. Preview the schematic designs that are the culmination of 18 months of research for a new public library on Tuesday at 7 at the library. Community members will have the opportunity to hear about and view detailed interior and exterior renderings, the building's sustainable, energy-efficient features, and a detailed preliminary project budget. The schematic design reflects a collaborative effort to meet the needs of Belmont patrons for years to come. It's National Novel Writers Month, when writers challenge themselves to write a whole 10,000-word novel by the end of November. All aspiring authors are invited to a library write-in on Wednesday from 2 to 4. Snacks, drinks, writing exercises, and a chance to share your work will be provided in celebration of NaNoWriMo. The Belmont Women's Club presents the third event in its annual speaker series on Thursday at 7. For the upcoming 100th anniversary of Women's Right to Vote, you can hear from Coline Jenkins, great-great-granddaughter of Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Susan Ware, author, and Freddie Kay, attorney and women's rights and political activist, as they discuss what we can learn today from the women's suffrage movement. Belmont Day School presents STEAM Saturdays, a series of monthly enrichment workshops for students in grades 3 to 6 that will explore STEAM disciplines. In November's class, Accio Wand, Electricity and Magic, participants will create their own wand using a variety of materials. Advanced registration for this program is required, but is free and open to the public. The BHS Ski Team hosts its annual ski sale on Saturday at the high school. Bring your used items to donate or for consignment to the school at 8 a.m. and stop by from 11 to 2 for the sale. Proceeds from the sale benefit the BHS ski team. 
And that's all for next week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can send your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. I'm Emma Thurston. Thank you for watching. See you next week.